Do you remember those days when that was you? Some of you, you think back and it probably wasn't that long ago when you stood up here and it was you and you were maybe angry at your mom because she made you memorize and now you're thinking, that's not fair, they didn't have to memorize this year. And it's not fair, is it, Kyle? <laughs> I, I know. Right? We, we remember those days and they, they pass so, so quickly. And, 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 and then you look at the kids up here and they're going to grow so quickly. Right? You, you, like little Petrus, um, it wasn't hardly five years ago that he was a babe in arms and I could take a nap on Sunday afternoon and he would fall asleep on me. Now he won't let me take a nap, <laughs> let alone fall asleep on me, unless it's the middle of the night and he's sick already. And, and I think about our older kids and they're heading off to high school a little bit further on down the road, college. And you, you parents who've been through this before know what's, that it's gonna come quicker than you think it will. And what's interesting about watching our kids grow up is that they wanna fast forward through all this, don't you? You, you say to your parents, give me more control Give me more permission, give me more freedom. You don't want mom and dad in your room, stay out of my business, leave me alone. I'm a big kid now. And mom and dad want to hit rewind and say, just hold on a second. Part of that is a little sentimentality where we still like the babe in arms where I can take a nap on a Sunday afternoon, but part of it's practical because we know what's out there and we know what's on YouTube if we let our kids have free reign with YouTube and we know what's dangerous and we want to protect and we want to guide and we want to guard. I walk you through all this in your thought, in your thought processes because we're going to look at Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. So I'm, I didn't put it on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you tonight. Paul uses the way children are raised where they go from children under authority to children who are on their own authority to teach us about our relationship with God and what God has done for us at just the right time. So let me read to you Galatians chapter 4. Listen to what, listen to what Paul says. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but God's child. And since you are a child, God has also made you an heir. You, you understand almost right away what Paul is talking about, at least at first. Because we're all parents, or at least you're, you're kids, and we're parents. And we know that our children, for until they come of age, we would say, they, they need to be under someone whether it's under the teacher at school, whether it's under a pastor at church, whether it's under my own guardianship and, and guidance, tutelage, 
right? They need to be under someone until they're raised. We, they need someone to show them the ropes of life. And then eventually, as our children grow up, we hand them the keys to the car and say, you're old enough now. Put on your adult pants and handle things. But, but see, that's where Paul's illustration about children growing up to be sons separates from our sonship as children of God. Did you notice where we were in verse 3? He said, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. That's probably where you got a little lost. You looked at, you heard that and you said, what are you talking about, Paul? What do you mean this slavery to elemental forces of, of the world? What Paul's talking about is the way that we think naturally, the, the, the way that we're wired, our default operating system when we were born into this world. And we're born into this world thinking that God has to be appeased, that God has to be pleased, and that I have to be the one to do it. That it has to be my effort, my attendance, my works, my everything. It's, it's my thing that makes God happy with me. And isn't that something we kind of revert to naturally even as Christians? Paul's saying this is where you used to be, but isn't that sometimes where we come, sometimes live a little bit still today? thinking to ourselves that I need to get this right and do this one thing, add this extra thing on in order for God to love me. We, we, Paul, Paul's, this whole book of Galatians is about that one topic because the Galatians were Christians, but they, were saying, they kept going back to those forces. In verse 9, Paul says those are bankrupt and empty forces. They, they're not going to help you. But in verse 4, Paul says where our help is. You guys have been learning this on Sunday. When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, right? When the time had fully come, when the set time had come, the time that God had prepared and planned and had in his mind from before the creation of the world, the, the plan that God put on the world's timeline probably before Adam and Eve sinned, but then it became a real thing and was put into action when God promised the snake crusher to Adam and Eve. It was the time that God had put and marked and said, this is the time when my son will come. It was the time, the right time, when Caesar Augustus gave his decree and everyone went to their own hometown to register. The political conditions were just right. The, the world conditions were just right. The roads were just right. The historical setting, the plan of God. And Paul says, at the right time while we were helpless, God sent Jesus to die for the ungodly. <laughs> at just the right time when we were stuck, under the law, under the threats, under the pressure, God sent Jesus. For what? When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman. So who's the woman? Mary. Mary. 
God sent his son born of Mary, born of the Virgin Mary. True God, true God came down from heaven and became true man, born of a woman, born of the, under, the law. under the law. Remember, it's the law that says to you and I, this is what God, you must do. And if you don't do it, this is what God will do to you. Right? And it's Jesus who said, I will go under that. And I will obey that. And I will die for you. Taking on all our sins on him. We were stuck. And Jesus said, here, I will take it for myself. Paul goes on. You haven't learned this yet, but we're going to learn it. So hang on, okay? To God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive adoption to sonship. There's two pictures that Paul gives us here. The first is redemption. Paul takes us into the marketplace where we were on the auction block headed to hell. Slaves condemned. And Jesus came with his blood, with his life, and said, here, I will set you free. And the prison doors, because of his blood, were thrown open. But now what? We're out and we're free. Now we have to make our way? Now we have to wake our way to the Father? No, no, did you see? Jesus not only opened the door for us and made us free from slavery, but he said also, I will do one more thing for you. I will make you sons, children, giving you the same rights in my father's house that I have, adopting you into my family. Though you were stuck, I bought you from slavery and made you my son and my daughter. See, and this is where Paul brings us Christmas, isn't it? At just the right time, when everything was the way, had come to fruition, when the time was just right, God sent his son Jesus, born of Mary, born under the law, to set us free from the law, to set us free from the condemnation of the law, to make us sons. Let me read the last verse. So you are no longer a slave, but a child, God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. That's God's gift to you. Freely, nothing compelled him to do it except his great, great love for you. And it's yours for free. Does Christmas find joy in the freedom that you have? The freedom that's been won and given to you by your Savior, Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is the light of the world. And as the angel of the Lord went before his people to lead them out of, it, out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, may he go before you today to guide you, shed light on your path. May he go behind you and beside you to guard you and to guide you on your way. May he be above you to watch over your paths wherever you go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.